Faith is everything. Today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Well, are you feeling warm and fuzzy about the election coming up? You believe your candidate is going to win and all things will be happy again. Well, that is an illusion because that is not going to happen. Our politicians don't need to be re-elected. They need a heart transformation to see the light and start doing the right things for you and I. And that can only happen when they fully not halfway, but fully surrender to God. But we know with power, money, and greed, God usually gets pushed to the side. So just pray this for the election. Lord, your will be done. See, my faith is in God and not in some man or woman that is in office. We have troubled times ahead of us, friends. I think we all know that, and that's why this program is all about preparing us for troubled times. Because if we become the person God has created us to become, then we are going to withstand all the trials, all the disappointments in life. We will get to the end of our road with peace, joy, and happiness in discovering our purpose. My show today, I have a guest. The first guest is one of my exhibitors in the Christmas City Gift Show, That's happening in Biloxi, November 11th through the 13th. Her name is Lee Lincoln, and she's going to tell her story about how she travels the country, talks with people, and more importantly, homeless people, and she writes these novels, and they are just sold all over the world. And one of the reasons her books are so popular, as readers read her novels, they realize they're reading about themselves. She tells stories of how people, broken people, have found the road to peace and joy. And the second half of the show, you're going to hear from that brilliant comedian, Steve Harvey. You're going to hear his story. And it's a very great, I love his story. I had to share it with you. He's going to tell you something in there that has had me thinking ever since I heard that. When you quit in life, when you quit, you will absolutely never discover what you were looking to do, but you quit. So good show today. So stay tuned. But let me go right now to my guest, Lee Lincoln. Hi, Lee. How are you? I am doing good. Well, I'm excited to to come to Biloxi. Well, Lee, I'm excited you're coming to Biloxi. Tell us about your travels in your life as an author and a speaker. So uh, I didn't start writing until later in life, and it was actually kind of an accident. Um, I was a, a very happy single mother who uh, just was working, plowing through life, uh, doing a lot of uh, charity work, uh, specifically with homelessness and poverty, um, uh, trying to get people stable in their lives. And uh, I just felt in my little corner of the world in Montana was not enough. More people needed to understand homelessness. So I wrote my first book, Road Home, um, 
from the perspective of a homeless woman, um, just to raise some awareness of homelessness and to raise some money for charity. Uh, and um, it, it was a little more popular than I ever thought it was going to be. <laughs> and so uh, I totally changed my life and um, it kind of became my life, uh, um, this, this book. And I ended up um, doing some speaking and, and, uh, and um, just ended up raising a lot more money than I ever thought would be possible um, through this, this book. Um, little old me from nowhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, didn't ever think this was going to go the way it did. So, wow. um, but when God moves, God moves. When um, God moves, so. God moves. What is it that maybe we don't know the average person about the homeless that maybe you could share with us? A lot of people will not sit down and talk with the homeless and, over the years that I've, I've talked with homeless, I've discovered that really anyone can end up homeless. I've met people who are homeless because um, they've, they're women who've been abused and they just feel they have no self-worth. I've met people who are homeless because um, they had a medical emergency um, that they had to deal with, but it drained all of their savings and put them out on the streets because of it. Um, I've literally met doctors who are homeless because um, medical school is so expensive that they ended up with so much debt that even though they're now a doctor, they can't afford rent. I mean, literally anyone can be homeless. And we have this stereotype that it's the drunk bum on the corner, right? right. <laughs> You've heard that. Oh, yes. We've all heard that. Yes. And, and I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying literally anyone can end up homeless for a variety of reasons. And I really tried to highlight in this, in this book, it could be you. You could be one step away from homelessness. And you may not even be aware of how close to the edge you are. It just takes one tragedy to be out there. And I think COVID has shown that to a lot of people because we're ending up with a lot of people post-COVID that are now homeless who never thought they were going to be. And and I'm hearing this from a lot of people that I never thought I'd be in a situation where I'm having to ask for food. I'm having to ask for rent assistance. This isn't me, but I'm now there. And, And I'm like, yep. And next month you're going to be homeless. And people are looking at me like, yeah, that's how I feel now. And people are like getting it now. And they're before they always thought, well, homelessness is, is, is not in my universe. And now everyone is like, Oh, this, this literally could be me tomorrow, you know? And and so I think people are understanding this more and more since COVID. I'm out there all the time talking to people in various cities, because I, I wander from town to town, you know. Um, I was in South Carolina, I, North Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah, I, I'm talking about people, and it, it, it's not specific to one area. It's everyone is feeling this pinch right now. Wow. And it's, just, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. So what do you think when I read this book in my hand called Road Home, what are you hoping I take away by reading this book? Well, kind of my tagline, um, every life is a broken road, which only Christ can fix. But, you know, it's a bigger issue than homelessness. I wanted to, in this book, I want people to see her transformation because the road home really is the road home to Christ. Um, I, I, all of my titles are very specifically picked um, to, to show that there's only one way here. Yeah. And so I want you to see her transformation where she goes from being extremely snarky, rude, mean. She's mean. She's a mean character. 
poor Cindy. She because because she doesn't understand a lot of things, and and you see her transformation to where she's finally starting to understand that that people had been trying to help her along the way, and they weren't trying to help her to to just get food and shelter. They were trying to show her the true path to to happiness, to joy, to forgiveness of not only uh, of her her past mistakes, but those who had wronged her. Wow. And so that's. That's what I want people to see. So in other words, we're going to, so in other words, we're going to see ourselves in the character of Cindy and we can find the road home if we're willing to. Yeah. If we're willing to. Yeah. And I get, I, I get, I get emails all the time from people who read this book who were going, you know, I thought this was a book about homelessness. I got halfway through and I just got so angry. I want to throw this book against the wall. And then, and then I realized that this book was about me. You know, I get these emails all the time and they're like, I wasn't angry at you. I wasn't angry at the book. I was angry at myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the moment because you saw something in this book that was reflecting back at you. It's something in your life. And yeah, I love these emails because I'm just like, yes, you get it. You get it. And, um, and, it, and it's beautiful how this book has been used by, uh, by Christ to, to shine that light in people's lives. Well, that, I, you know. I, I think it's beautiful. And I love your heart, Lee. You, God is using you as a writer to reach people. You know, they may not go to church. They may not listen to Christian radio. They might not listen to programs, but they read a book and they see their life in front of them. And all of a sudden, there's a there's a change beginning to take place in their life. When you submitted your story, you said that uh, so often Christians fail to understand the true message of Christ, which was to love the sinners, not to judge them. That is a very powerful statement, and it needs to be said more often. Yeah, and that and that also I bring out in all of my books, all three of my books. Uh, road home, road to freedom, finding the real road. I bring that out very powerfully because because working with the homeless, I have discovered people are willing to drop off a box of food, drop off a box of clothes, but they are not willing to have a conversation with someone. And I've I get I, I've gotten critics who have said my books can't be considered Christian books because they have these root snarky characters who use foul language. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't expect someone who isn't a Christian to be perfect. And, you know, and I'm like, have you ever sat down with someone who isn't a Christian? They aren't perfect. They, they, they use foul language. They're mean, they're snarky. They're, you know, they're rude. Um, they don't know the love of Christ and they're not going to know it unless you're willing to sit down with them. Are you? No, you judge them. You just <laughs> judge them. And, and this is, this is one of my big beefs with people. And, you know, so many Christians just, they're happy in their little church bubble and they will never get out of it. Yeah. You know, I tell and, people the title of my show is get the hell of our, out of our life. But what we need to do with those that we don't understand why don't we just love the hell out of their life? Exactly. Yeah. I love exactly. it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're going to be inside the Christmas City gift show. Listeners, her booth is number 201. And Lee, I've got to ask you, how did you even, with you being a, a traveler all over the country, how did you even hear about the Christmas City gift show? Um, Every time I go to a show, 
I ask other vendors what show they liked the most. That it's my number one question. I try to ask every vendor. And I actually had like five or six vendors who have said Christmas City was one of their favorite shows to do. And they look forward to it every year. <laughs> so I was like, well, gosh, if so many vendors love this show, I've got to do it at least once. So, <laughs> Well, and I think so as, I, as you and I talk through this show and connect uh, the things that I do, when I'm not doing Christmas City, because Christmas City funds uh, uh, the the podcast, the radio shows, and the ministry that I do, I think you and I are a lot alike. So I am absolutely just looking so forward to see you in person and to meet you. So before we go, I want you to give the listeners a personal invitation to come see you at Christmas City booth number 201. I, I would love everyone to come talk to me. I don't care if you buy a book. Um, the book is kind of an aside. Um, I, I love to talk to people. I, I love to hear people's stories. Uh, your story may end up in a future book, just forewarned. But uh, I love to talk to people, and I, I love to hear your stories, and I want to hear where you're at. So just come visit, uh, have a chat for a few minutes, uh, take, a, take a breather out of your day. Let me know how you're feeling. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm so excited to get to meet some people in and Biloxi and make some new friends. So come on down. <laughs> I love it. Lee Lincoln, the book. Well, the first book is Road Home. She has a whole series. Come see her at Christmas City on November 11th through the 13th in Biloxi. She is in booth number 201. Lee, have a safe trip down here, and I can't wait to see you. Yep, I can't wait to see you all, too. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Ron Myers Productions presents the 39th Christmas City Gift Show inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi, November 11th through the 13th. Three days of Christmas magic with vendors from all over the U.S. Join us Friday evening for Shoppers Paradise, adults-only shopping. It's the event you've been waiting for, the Christmas City Gift Show. Skip the line and buy your tickets online at christmascitygiftshow.com. Come join us. I was looking for is every way back I found healing my wounded heart. I found mercy in your open arms. I found freedom when you set me free. I found myself where you found me. Where you found me. You know, I am in the story business. I feel that I am a booking agent for people that have an amazing story of where they went from ground zero to a point in life that they understand their purpose, their destiny, and they're happy now. That's what I do. I share stories. Well, not too long ago, I was listening to the story of Steve Harvey, that incredible, brilliant comedian. And I just have to share that story with you. Not only is his story about not quitting, but the wisdom that he gives at the end 
It still is in my mind, and I will never forget it. Let's listen to Steve Harvey's story. I used to spend the night in hotel parking lots. What was I going to do? I ain't had nowhere to stay, so I lived in the car. I had $35. And I said, come on, God, man, I've been trying to make this dream come true. You done left me out here like this. And I was crying so hard that he just said, I didn't like hear a voice or nothing, but he spoke to me. And however, he said, if you get up, I'm going to take you places you ain't never been. Now, I was finna quit. So I said, skip it. I'm going to quit anyway. So I got in my car. I went to a pay phone. And I was going to call my dad. You remember back in the day where you could punch in a code and call your answering machine and get your messages? So I called. And I punched in the code. And the said, doop. He said, hey, Steve, this is Chuck Sutton with Showtime at the Apollo. We saw a tape of you. You're very funny. If you could get here Sunday night, uh, we'd love to put you on television. Call me back. Let me know if you can make it. So I hung the phone up. I'm crushed because my whole dream of being on TV and I couldn't get to New York. I got $35. How am I going to get to New York? I can't make it. So I'm standing there at the phone booth and tears just coming down my face. I said, God, so that must be a sign for me to go home. Because this it, I ain't even got the money to go to the Apollo. My whole thing that wanted to be on TV, I couldn't even make the dream come true. I'm just, I'm, I'm, this is the most messed up moment. And so I said, man, let me call this dude back and see if he said this Sunday. Because maybe he said next Sunday and I can hustle up a little bit of money or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but let me just call him back. So I called him back. See this Chuck Sutton Showtime DePaulo. We saw a tape of yours. You're very, very funny. Look, we have an opening Sunday night at Showtime DePaulo. If you can make it, we'd love to put you on TV. I says this Sunday. Before I hit the button, I heard, doop, you have another message. Now, it wasn't there before. So I punched my code in. I listened to the second message. It says, Steve Harvey, this is Tom Sober from the Comedy Caravan. I have, this is a Thursday. He said, I have a gig in Jacksonville, Florida on Friday night that pays $150. If you can get there Friday night, you'll make $150. So I, I called him back and I said, hey, Tom, did you get a gig away? He said, no, it's still available. He said, can you get there? I said, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. I'm three and a half hours away. So I drive to Jacksonville, Florida, and that night I killed, I made the 150. Club owner said, man, you funnier than the guy we hired. If you stay tomorrow night, I'm going to give you another $150. So now I got $300 now. So I get on the phone. I call Chuck Sutton. I say, hey, man, is the gig still available at Showtime at the Apollo? He said, yeah, we got one opening left. I said, I'll be there. So I called Eastern Airlines, who used to be open back then. They had a special for $99 going from Jacksonville, Florida to New York round trip. So I parked my car at the airport. I got it. Got on. Got on plane. Flew. Everything I had was in two bags. Got to the Apollo. I said, "Hey, man, I'm here." I got there at eleven o'clock in the morning. He said. You can't stay here because you don't come on to the late show tonight. I said, I ain't got nowhere to go. 
I said, if you just let me stay in this building, man, I ain't going to move around nothing. I ain't got nowhere to go. I'm in Harlem. I can't go back out here. I got these two bags. I got victim wrote all over me, man. So he said, all right, if you go upstairs, don't come down. So he put me in the dressing room on the sixth floor. So that's where all the comedians were. So I stayed up there. I got hungry around three o'clock, man. I couldn't take it no more. So I went back downstairs, dude named Alton Liston. I said, hey, man, he said, man, I thought I told you, don't come down them damn steps. I said, hey, man, I'm just hungry, man. I said, let me go to that KFC I saw in the corner. Just let me get some chicken. I'll come right back. He said, man, if you ain't back in 20 minutes, you ain't getting in this building. So I went, bought me some chicken, came back. So the comedians started coming in the building. They started coming up on the sixth floor. So I meet this guy named D.L. Hugo. I introduce myself. He introduced himself. Then this other dude walked in named Jamie Foxx. And I introduced myself. We don't know each other. Ain't none of us famous. It's 1991, man. They gave everybody the lineup. I was on the last show of the night. I don't go on to 11 at night. I done had this, this four pieces of chicken. I'm starving, man. That chicken done wore off. I'm nervous, man. I'm about to throw up. Dion Hughley went downstairs. Dion Hughley got booed off. Jamie Foxx went down there and got booed. They booed Jamie, then Jamie started singing. And then they started clapping. So I'm walking down the steps and I see Jamie sitting on the steps. I said, hey man, hang in there. He said, man, that ain't never happened to me before, man. This is crazy. This Jamie Foxx, man, one of the most talented people in all of comedy. And now, you don't even know how nervous I am, man. I can't even. My breathing is shot because these dudes been booed. So I walk out. I had wrote this joke. Uh, Mike Tyson had got in a fight in Harlem with this heavyweight named Mitch Green. Mike Tyson had hit the dude in the eye in the store. Now, he was on the news. His eye was swollen. So the joke I wrote was they was interviewing Mitch Green and he was telling everybody what happened. But his eye took over the interview. And I wrote this joke that his eye started talking and was just I tell you what happened. The heavyweight champ's fist is coming towards my face. I just said, Lord, Lord, Lord. And I wrote this whole joke about this dude's eyeball talking. And when the punch came, and all this here, the Apollo, man, they went crazy. They lost their mind. I got a standing ovation, man. I walked off stage. I walked off stage, man, just started crying. I couldn't believe it. They paid me. I made $750 for being on TV for one night. I had never made $750 telling jokes in one night. And so... That was my first television appearance. A couple weeks later, Sinbad was the host of the show. He got this job at, on a different world. And so he quit. And so Mark Curry became the host. And then Mark Curry got hanging with Mr. Cooper and he quit. And they came to me and said, would you come back to New York and host amateur night for us to just try you out? Oh, ain't no problem. And so I went to New York I hosted amateur night, and I was killing. But every time we went to commercial break, I was supposed to let the warm-up act take over like Ruben does. 
But I knew not to let the warm-up act do that because he would change the attitude of the crowd because Apollo was a wild player. So I stayed out there. I did the warm-up and the hosting, and I created a bond with that audience. And that's how I got on TV. It was my very first TV show. I hosted Showtime at Apollo. It ended up being the longest-running host in the history of Showtime Apollo. I did that show for eight years. Nobody ever did it for eight years. And that was my turn-back moment. See, in your life, everybody has a turn-back moment. You have a moment where you can go forward or you can give up. But the thing you have to keep in mind before you give up is that if you give up, the guarantee is it will never happen. That's the guarantee of quitting, that it will never happen no way under the sun. The only way the possibility remains that it can happen is if you never give up no matter what. Because God is always coming. He's never too late. At your your worst moment, look man, when they told me I had to be in New York, I saw no way I could get there. But that God don't. He make the phone ring. I end up in Florida, I make $300. Then I go to New York, I make $750. I almost got $1,000 out of nowhere. That's, that's what happened to me. That was my, my moment of never giving up. That's when I first learned that faith was everything, that, that you have to remain faithful. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, Back to Ron. Well, friends, I hope you were encouraged and inspired by the stories from Lee and Steve Harvey. Today is a new day. Today is your opportunity. Commit your life to God, and He will give you His heart, His desires, His plan for your life. Well, I hope I see you at the Christmas City Gift Show. If I do, stop by my booth and say hi to me. Tell me if you listen to the show and um, next week, another great episode. Until then, this is Ron Myers reminding you that I love you. God loves you. And most of all, never quit. Hang in there and get the hell out of your life so you can discover your destiny. The Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 250 exhibitors from all over the South. November 11th through the 13th inside the Convention Center on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life.
life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Ron Myers Productions presents the 39th Christmas City Gift Show inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi, November 11th through the 13th. Three days of Christmas magic with vendors from all over the U.S. Join us Friday evening for Shoppers Paradise, adults-only shopping. It's the event you've been waiting for, the Christmas City Gift Show. Skip the line and buy your tickets online at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Come join us.